Welcome to TechCast with Jake. I am your host, Jake Nonamaker. I received an email last week from an office manager of a client of mine. She asks, My son complains that his Xbox is slow. It's on our home Wi-Fi, but on the opposite side of the house from our router. Can this cause his games to run slow? That's an excellent question, even though you may be wondering why we are talking about a teenager's games on a business tech podcast. This problem illustrates how important a solid network is in your business as well as in your home. If you have a slow network uh, connection in your home, the problems are going to show up as laggy or slow games when playing on an internet server. Uh, Perhaps you'll have poor movie quality when streaming from Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon video. Uh, You may also have this buffering thing when you're trying to watch a video where it says that it's buffering. Uh, But you also have slow response when you're on your social media. In a business, a slow network speed will show up as, uh, like in your email, especially if you're receiving large email attachments and trying to download those. It may take more time than normal. You may have slow synchronization with file sharing services such as Dropbox and OneDrive. You may have uh, choppy or poor video quality when doing a video conference. And if you use internet phone, also known as VoIP, you're going to have some echoing, uh, some lagging, uh, some quality degradation. So many times people mistakenly believe that they have a slow connection to the internet, but actually it is slow in their Wi-Fi network inside their home or office. So how do you tell if your internet connection is slow or if your Wi-Fi is causing the bottleneck? The easiest way to test this is by using a um, your notebook and using some simple free tools to test the Wi-Fi connection and test that against your internet connection. So what you want to do is you want to use a you know find yourself a notebook like a Wi-Fi connected notebook and go to the room or the office where you're having slowness your experience that slowdown in your um, what was showing up as a slow internet connection. So on your notebook, open up your browser and go to www.speedtest.net and run the test and take a note of the network speed. Then connect your notebook directly to your router using an ethernet cable and run the test again. If there is a large discrepancy in the internet speeds, then you know the problem is with your Wi-Fi speed, not your external internet speed. For maximum speed, you need to have a strong signal on your device, whether that's your notebook, your Wi-Fi capable PC, a tablet, or your smartphone. When you have a, a weak signal, your device will lower the speed to reduce any errors in the network traffic. The only way to have a strong signal is to have more wireless access points. Well, another way of saying that is you have to be close to a wireless access point. But before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about Wi-Fi and the technologies that are currently available and what you should be using. So right now, if you were to go look for a wireless access point or a wireless router, you're going to see uh, 2.4 gigahertz versus 5 gigahertz. That denotes the frequency of the radio in the wireless equipment. So 2.4 gigahertz basically means it's longer range, but it is slower speed. Like you're going to get uh, 600 megabits per second maximum. There's also fewer channels uh, on the 2.4 gigahertz spectrum 
which means that there's going to be more crowding. So if you're in close proximity to neighbors, like maybe uh, you are in an office or with a lot of um, suites nearby, or perhaps you're in an apartment complex or a townhouse, uh, and everybody uh, is going to be using 2.4 gigahertz because that's the most popular, that's an older technology, there's going to be a lot of crowding on the channels. So in other words, like if you are using uh, channel 5, for instance, there's a strong likelihood that one of your neighbors is also using channel 5, and that's going to cause interference, and that's going to cause uh, slowdown in your speed. Uh, the 5 gigahertz uh, spectrum, though, is a shorter range. It doesn't go as far, but it is faster. You'll uh, see speeds, like in a laboratory, up to 1,300 megabits per second. So it's more than twice the speed of the 2.4 gigahertz technology. 5 gigahertz also has more channels, which means that there is less congestion. You can have uh, your own channel, and because it's a newer technology, not a lot of people are using it, which actually helps uh, by having a less crowded um, spectrum. So my recommendation is to use 5G whenever possible, especially if you're using it uh, for video streaming, uh, you know, whether that's movies or you're doing video conferences. 5G is going to give you a faster internet speed. So what's this uh, 802.11 that you see? Well, that that's basically the standard, the IEEE standard. The older one is 802.11n, but there's also G and B, which are really old. But the N is the uh, probably the most popular one right now, and that uh, operates at 2.4 gigahertz. And the newest one uh, that's just coming out, it's just gaining um, prevalence, is the 802.11ac, which is 5 gigahertz. And those are always backwards compatible. So uh, what that means is the 802.11ac will allow older equipment to run on uh, the faster networks. So the 802.11ac is actually 5 gigahertz plus 2.4 gigahertz. So uh, I would basically kind of ignore that. You know, it gets a little bit too confusing. Uh, what I would uh, look for when I'm buying uh, any kind of wireless equipment, whether that is a wireless access point or a router, is I make sure that they are at least dual uh, dual radios, dual band, which means 5 gigahertz plus 2.4 gigahertz. And some equipment actually has uh, triple band which means that it has two 5 gigahertz radios and a 2.4 gigahertz radio as well. So if you're looking for equipment, that's kind of what you want to look for. Just look for 5 gigahertz and make sure it also has 2.4 gigahertz as well. So you're going to see like the the cheap equipment is going to be like 2.4 gigahertz only. And the more expensive equipment is going to be 5 gigahertz, either dual band or triple band um, equipment. So the other thing to consider with your wireless network is cabling, because eventually, you know, somewhere along the lines, you want to you're going to have to cable that wireless access point to your router. So the preferred method of cabling is using uh, the old-fashioned Ethernet cable. Well, I say old-fashioned, but even th- that cable has been evolving over time, and they're now uh, like the most uh, advanced. Ethernet cable is called Category 6 or Cat 6 cable. 
And so you want that's the preferred method of connecting a wireless access point back to your networking equipment or your router. And the problem with, um, well, one of the issues with the Ethernet cabling is that it is tends to be more expensive. It could run anywhere from $150 to $200 per cable run. So another uh, technology which I've had success in homes is called uh, Powerline Network Adapters. Now this isn't, um, I don't recommend this over Ethernet cables, but sometimes you're in a pinch and you need to use these Powerline Network Adapters. Uh, they also have, like the older uh, name of it, uh, it was called Home Plug. And what these devices you uh, do is they use your uh, wiring inside your home uh, at, to transmit a network signal. And there's been some pretty good advances in the power line network technology. And they're actually up to uh, 1,200 megabits per second. Now, they also uh, use encryption because it's over your power lines. Uh, so conceivably, a neighbor could get into your network or maybe somebody on the outside can plug into a <laughs> into your network. So they use uh, 128-bit in AES encryption for better security. And the, make, uh, the manufacturer that I like uh, is called TP-Link. They make uh, these power line network adapters. And they seem to run really well, and I've had good success with them. Um, the older ones do uh, are kind of slow, but the newer ones are better. You know, they are gigabit and better. And they cost anywhere from $25 to $45 each, depending on the speed. And... With the power line adapters, two are always required. One is usually near your router, and the other power line adapter is going to be where you want to either put it, um, a wireless access point or even connect a computer directly. So I want to talk a little bit about the various Wi-Fi technologies that are out there and kind of the pros and cons of each. So if you're looking to improve your Wi-Fi network inside your home or office, uh, basically, there are three different types of uh, Wi-Fi networks. One is you can get uh, wireless access points and put them throughout your house, and then those are directly connected back to your uh, router. You know, so for each uh, wireless access point you have in your house, you got to run either run an Ethernet cable or you can use the power line adapters to connect those back to your uh, router. So the one um, I, that's my preferred method. Uh, the wireless access points that I like are the Ubiquiti Unify lights, and those are like about eighty to ninety dollars a piece. So if you need, uh, you know, one, two, three of those, you know, it might it's going to be less than three hundred dollars for the equipment. Now the um, other technologies include range extenders. Now these are very inexpensive. That's why they're attractive. Is that they only cost twenty to thirty dollars a piece. Now the way that range extenders work is that they do need to be within radio communication with your uh, Wi-Fi that's built into your router. So they can't get too far away from uh, your router. So if you're, let's say, you want to connect an office or a room that uh, is out of range of your the Wi-Fi that's built into your router, the these uh, range extenders aren't going to work because they need to be you know have some kind of radio communication. Now, what they do is they 
extend the range of your Wi-Fi uh, that's built into your router. Okay, so that means that it just kind of acts as a sort of a relay or a bridge. Now, the problem with the other problem with those is that they actually have, cause a bottleneck. So they tend to, even though like they'll, they'll be like a five gigahertz, like the faster five gigahertz speed. What they usually do is they'll hand off the connection to uh, the two point four gigahertz, which is the slower speed. So even though you're extending the range and you may be able to get a Wi-Fi signal into a room or an office that you normally uh, would have very low signal, that speed is going to be still kind of low. So it's not the ideal thing, but its benefit is that using a range extender is that they are low cost. The other way, uh, other architecture for Wi-Fi is called mesh. Uh, mesh is kind of a really great technology. Uh, it basically blankets your home or your office with a Wi-Fi signal and you put in, you know, maybe three or more of these units, you know, depending on how big your the spaces that you're trying to cover. And it, it is a very seamless experience. So you'll see your wireless network uh, on this mesh network. And no matter what room you go to, it's going to, your device is going to connect to the closest mesh node so a really popular one is called Eero, that's E-E-R-O, and these are $500 for a three-pack. So they are uh, kind of expensive, uh, but the benefit is that they it's a great technology, and it's very easy to set up. Uh, and I've read reviews about it. I haven't used it myself, but I have read reviews where they people say that it's very simple to set up. You can do it yourself. You know, range extenders are fairly easy to set up by yourself. Um you know, when using a directly connected wireless access point like the Ubiquity, uh, you probably need to hire a professional to come in and set up and something like that because uh, you, you may need cabling. If you're not going to use the power line, you can use the, you know, you have to hire a professional to do the Ethernet cabling when using a wireless access point. So what was the solution for my office manager who had the son with his Xbox problem? So initially, I recommended that she run a physical Ethernet cable from her router located upstairs to the room where the Xbox was located downstairs. So I had a cable contractor go to her home, and it turned out that running the cable would have been very expensive, about $700, because of the distance in the architecture of her home. So my plan B was to use two of these TP-Link power line adapters, one upstairs for the router and the other one downstairs connected to the Xbox. The client was able to install those very easily herself and reports that her son is now happily able to compete with his friends online. So that's it for my overview of uh, improving your Wi-Fi to get a faster internet connection. And thank you for listening to TechCast with Jake. You can subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And be sure to rate and review this podcast on iTunes so others can find us. You can email me at jake at axcom.net and follow me on Twitter at Jake Donamaker. I hope you have an awesome day.